great to be here with you this morning. I'm glad that uh, I have a chance to share. It's been a long time since I've done something like this. So I'm just praying that the Lord will be with me. I will be able to communicate his word effectively uh, as a minister of the gospel. I work with Mason Dixon Youth for Christ. Uh, I run Campus Life Clubs. They're after-school programs with middle school and high school students. Uh, we also do camps and conferences and lots of other activities. Um, our ministry focuses on building relationships with young people. And then in our efforts, when we build those relationships, we want to share the gospel with them and the hope of Jesus Christ. Uh, we have 11 ministry sites right now. And... Uh, we are working on a 12th one in New Oxford. I work uh, at the middle uh, Bermudian Springs Middle School site and uh, trying to get a, a middle school program started at, at New Oxford. Um, you have in your bulletin today a card that is for our 75th anniversary. Mason Dixon Youth for Christ started out as Hampstead Youth for Christ in 1947. And it's 75 years of sharing the gospel with other people, and we wanted to invite anybody who's interested to come. There's no charge. Uh, our special guest that day is Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, if you're interested, the information's on that card. Again, thank you for having me here to speak with you today. <clears throat> I don't know if any of you guys follow baseball, but even if you don't, you may have heard this past year there was a guy named Aaron Judge who hit 62 home runs, which is one more than has ever been hit in the American League. And so all this talk about Aaron Judge, they started bringing up the old ball players and saying, who is the greatest? Who is... And it doesn't matter whether it's baseball or tennis or golf or football or basketball or even who's the greatest guitarist or who's the greatest vocalist. It seems like people want to compare and see who is the greatest. Well, this got me to thinking about how Jesus has so many teachings. Which of Jesus' teachings is the greatest? So out of curiosity, I decided to Google it. <laughs> so here's what the Google, Google came up with, the top three answers for what I plugged in. It, it, first one was the kingdom of God, love God, love others, and the golden rule were the three that came up. Now, obviously, just because Google says it, it doesn't really make it so. So today, I wanted to talk about some of the ideas that could be Jesus' greatest teaching. I'm going to start with the Google choices, and we'll start with the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus gives us eight different parables designed to give us insight into the kingdom of God. It shows us that the kingdom is important to keep at the forefront of our thoughts. One of the most often references out of those eight is the parable of the sower or the parable of the seeds. Another parable that's 
talked about frequently, actually it's two parables back to back, is the parable of the hidden treasure or the pearl of great price. These teachings about the kingdom of God are essential for us to consider what is truly important in life and evaluate our walk with Jesus. They're very important, but are they the greatest? The next teaching is known as the greatest commandment. I noticed that your focus this year is on love. And the greatest commandment is found in Matthew chapter 22, to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and our neighbor as ourself. Scripture says that these two commands fulfill all the law and the prophets, which is in itself is an amazing summary of the teaching of almost the entire Old Testament. But Jesus taught a lot more about love than just that episode where he was talking with the Pharisees. Jesus says in John 13 that he gives his disciples a new command to love one another and declares that that love will be the proof that shows the world that they are his disciples. So if love is how we are identified as Christ followers, it should be something that is very important in our lives. But Jesus further illustrates the importance of demonstrating love, not just by talking about it, but he shares the story of the Good Samaritan as an example to us. And later, in the parable of the sheep and the goats, the sheep are concerned with their fellow man. So we may have to conclude that this teaching on love has a strong possibility to be the most important. Google also says the golden rule, which is found in the Sermon on the Mount. Treat others as you wish to be treated is the essence of the golden rule. It's a great way to model our life. But I think the golden rule is just another way of loving other people. So we're going to include the golden rule under Jesus' teaching on love. Forgiveness. This is a topic that Jesus teaches on several different occasions. Early in the Sermon of the Mount, he says, before offering our gifts to God, that if we have something against our brother, we should go and be reconciled. Then come back and offer our gift to God. It suggests that we need that to be in right standing with God we should also be in right standing with others. Short time later, Jesus makes forgiveness a key part of the Lord's Prayer. Sometimes the words we say in that prayer are slightly different, but whether we say, forgive us our debts, forgive us our trespasses, or forgive us our sins, it's all about forgiving others. Following the prayer, Jesus adds a brief comment to emphasize the importance of forgiveness. If we do not forgive others, neither will we be forgiven. Jesus brings up the subject of forgiveness again in the parable of the unmerciful servant, where one servant is forgiven an astronomical debt 
only to demand a far lesser payment from another person. After we have experienced God's amazing forgiveness in our own lives, we should also seek to extend forgiveness to those around us. Another time, Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive someone? Seven times? Jesus says seven times, 70. In other words, forgiveness doesn't keep count. Finally, Jesus is dying on the cross. He cries out to the Father to forgive those who have been so filled with hate and retribution that they have condemned him to death. So forgiveness and reconciliation by its repeated inclusion in Jesus' teaching certainly has to be considered as one of the most important. Another essential teaching is salvation. How can we have a conversation about Jesus' greatest teaching without bringing up salvation? Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In John chapter 11, Jesus tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then there is the encounter with Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. But later he, we find some of the most known verses in all of the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Our relationship to God begins when we recognize our need for God to forgive us of our sins. Then we see that Jesus' sacrifice is the only way that, that those sins could be paid for. So I think a strong case could be made that salvation is the most important teaching that Jesus has given us. There's also the Great Commission. Jesus tells his followers, go and make disciples to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I notice that you have missionaries hanging on the wall out in your foyer out there. Uh, the uh, person who was in the wedding was part of uh, an aviation mission Some people feel that this Great Commission has become the, the primary purpose in their life. To share the good news of the gospel with their friends or family, co-workers. They look and seek to focus on ways that they can share the good news. Others feel compelled that they are even called to go to other places across the country and across the world. So, when we consider that this is Jesus, or at least probably one of Jesus' last teachings, and we see how these few people have carried this out from a, just a few to across the world, through the centuries, through the generations, and that there were people who influenced our lives to share the good news with us. So the Great Commission could be the greatest teaching.
I want to add just one more to the list. And it might even fall under the radar when we consider some of the ones we already looked at. I don't notice, I, I brought some beautiful flowers in here today. And I don't know, uh, I do a lesson sometimes with students. And I'll ask those students, look at these beautiful flowers. Are they living or are they dead? And so they think about it, and some say they're living, and some say they're dead. And the answer is neither. They're dying. But I did bring with me some dying flowers that I bought a few weeks ago. And I think it's safe to say that they are dead. So the last teaching I want to look at is the teaching that's called the vine and the branches. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Why is this teaching so important? Because maintaining a deep relationship with Christ is the key to all ministry. If we lose that connection and try to minister in our own strength, we will end up accomplishing nothing. But when the Holy Spirit is flowing through us, we will produce much fruit. Now, as I close today, I'm going to ask you a random question. Have you ever watched a TV show, and they got to the end, and the words came up on the screen, to be continued? Don't you just hate when that happens? I hate that, too. But in finishing this message, I am not going to provide you with a definitive answer on which teaching is Jesus' greatest teaching. But here are some final thoughts. I think Jesus' greatest teaching, or most important teaching, is the one he's trying to teach you right now. Some people may have heard the message of salvation. They may even believe it in their head. But they've never let that truth become a reality in their heart and never asked Jesus to come into their life. If anybody has never accepted Christ, if they're here today even, and never actually done that, the message of salvation is the most important and greatest teaching that Jesus has for you. Perhaps there's people here today, myself included, that struggle with people who have done things to us and hurt us and said things about us. And it's been very hurtful. Could have happened last week or a month ago or years ago. But it's been really hard to come to a place of forgiveness. So Jesus' most important teaching today could be for someone who's experiencing that. Struggling for that place of forgiveness in their heart for others. Sometimes... The person we can't forgive is ourselves. But God's love is so great. And his forgiveness 
is just amazing that he can forgive anything. And we need to receive that forgiveness. Maybe to forgive others, we need to let go. Just let Jesus set you free. There might be some people here today, I'm one of them, who sees the divisions in our society, our schools, our politics, and more. It's hard to love people when they're acting like idiots. <laughs> so I am seeking for ways to show love and compassion and mercy and grace in these kinds of situations. Whether it's loving our neighbor or our friends or even our enemies. We may sense that God is wanting to pour his love into us to share with others. There might be somebody here today that you have heard the Great Commission. Go into all the world. Maybe God's been speaking into your heart. That he wants you to become more involved. Maybe beyond just being salt and light. Maybe God wants you to learn how to communicate the gospel. There are many ways to spread the gospel effectively, and not all of them involve words. But if that's your heart's desire, to be able to tell others because somebody has told you, then today that's the most important teaching for you. Finally, there are many of us here today who might feel like our connection to Jesus isn't what it was, once was. We've been caught up in the busyness of our jobs and our families and our activities, and even some of us were just busy doing ministry. Maybe we're feeling a little dried out like some of these flowers here. And that our connection has diminished from a nice thick branch at one time to a little thin thread right now. Perhaps the Spirit has put in your heart today a longing to find times of refreshing, to disconnect from some of this other stuff and reconnect with Jesus. When we are fully connected to the presence of Christ, the vine and the branches becomes our most important teaching. So today I want to finish with a prayer. It might be a long prayer. But I'm going to pray today for all of us. All of us here today. That we might look for what God is trying to say to us in our heart, in our life today. And that we might respond to what he is asking us or trying to teach us as we sit at his feet. Lord, today as we close, I pray for anyone here today who may never have asked you into their life. Lord, they may have heard the gospel story a number of times, but they just never have been able to surrender that last piece to ask you to come into their life to be their Savior, to be their Lord, and to learn what it means to follow you.
If that's them today, I pray, God, that you would help them. Let them feel you knocking at the door. Help them to open up and allow you to come in. Lord, for those who are struggling with forgiveness, I pray that you would minister to them. I know, God, you can help us to forgive others in an instant. And I know, God, that sometimes it's a process. But I pray, God, that if that's their, their heart, to want to be able to forgive and let go of something, that you would help them to do that. Lord, for those who have adopted this theme of love that the church is focusing on this year, I pray that you would pour your love into them so that your love would flow through them to others and people would see that by their love they Lord, for those who have a heart for sharing the gospel, I pray that you would give them passion. Give them creativity and give them the message that they need in whatever situation they would find themselves. And Lord, for those of us who need a reconnection, God, put a hunger in our hearts. Help us to desire that closeness, to feel your presence, to be able to rest in you, to let you strengthen us and empower us for all that we have in the, to do in our lives. Lord, let us tr fully trust and seek you for everything. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.